into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is Coast Boys Pod. Home of the playground of the stars. Happy holidays for the Best Coast Boys podcast. Welcome back. We are in full celebration mode. Uh, I am your host <laughs> at McCoolBCB. Uh, my, ah, I am your host, Landon McCool. You can find me at McCoolBCB on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Clearly, we are in full, full Vacation celebration mode. <laughs> mode at this point. Uh, uh, Locked On Cowboys podcast with Marcus Mosier. Um, and I'm joined, as always, with my buddy, my pal, my co-host, John Owning. John, say what's up to the people. How's it going, everybody? Uh, follow me on Twitter at John Owning. Make sure you guys read all my stuff at the Dallas Morning News and The Score. Uh, this week, just had my uh, three NFL draft prospects who could help that who could upgrade a position of need for the Cowboys after round one. Post at the Dallas Morning News. Got my mismatches column going up at the end of the week at the score, and then I also got a fun bowl game preview for Cowboys fans going up to Dallas Morning News since this game up next doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. John has been uh, very busy writing, so you guys need to make sure that you get busy uh, reading his stuff because <laughs> it's it's been great, and uh, he needs those clicks, son. Deserve. So, um, guys, this is clearly uh, another you know, two for episode, if you want to call it that. We're gonna. It's not gonna be a full hour. We're gonna talk, do thirty minutes because the holidays has just crushed both John and I. So, but we didn't want to skip the week because I mean that's terrible, and we ha- you know we we owe it to you to give you something. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different. We're gonna do kind of a three for actually. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the game with the Bucks. Um, you know, we're gonna just kind of briefly, quickly go over what happened. We're gonna very briefly go over what could happen next week with the Giants and who could play and what you know the strategy involved in there and then I thought it'd be good to kind of at least begin to broach the subject of playoff matchups so that we can uh you kind of help you as a rooting guide for this weekend to figure out exactly what you want to happen so um I think that should be a a hearty 30 minute show so prepare yourself for that and uh uh, let's get right into it shall we John yes sir All right, starting with the absolutely glorious uh, victory versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, we are bathed in glory, or we are drinking from the uh, fountain of whatever about whatever. So it, it's, <laughs> we're, it, you know, the, the, the whole Christmas holiday, the whole, you know, holiday situation has kind of dulled my senses at this point. But uh, I, I was telling someone the other day that it was, you know, the difference when the Cowboys are playing well in the holidays and when they're not, or when their you know situations look poor, uh, it, it, honest to God, it it has a real life effect in, on the holiday season. Just because everyone just approaches me and wants to talk about the Cowboys when they think that the Cowboys are doing poorly. So um, I, I, this was a great victory, and I it was it was great to to you know. Uh, to to finally clinch and, and know our fate, I guess, of the future to to, to get that playoff berth. Um, you know, there are definitely huge things to clean up. Uh, but I I wanted to just kind of take a moment to say, 
hooray for the, what a what an incredible turnaround by the Cowboys uh, for to go from where they were at three and five mm-hmm. to this. Uh, so, what your your thoughts on on the victory overall, and then we'll get into a couple specifics. Yeah, it was a really weird game. It, was, it felt yeah. like a game that you know the Cowboys really shouldn't have won. From when you look at a time of possession, a yards, a first downs perspective, I mean the Tampa Bay vastly outperformed the Cowboys in all of those different areas. But the one area where they really struggled was on third down. I think they went four or thirteen on third down conversions against Dallas, and that was really key for them to employ that kind of bend but do not break defense. And then when you uh, use that kind of defense against a team like Tampa Bay, who's very prone to shooting itself in the foot, it's going to shoot itself in the foot. And as it did twice on Sunday, that was really the difference. Yeah, and the Cowboys really kind of executed their game plan to perfection. I think they they needed to keep everything in front of them and just allow – Tampa Bay to give you the ball and ultimately that's what happened you know Winston uh had two fumbles you know one was a bad handoff and then he uh threw an uh wait no he didn't throw an interception but but he uh but still I mean I think the point uh is that you know he they were going to give up the ball and and they did that and you know he, Winston had 34 or 48 for 336 yards which you know is impressive numbers until you realize that he had 336 yards on 48 attempts yeah. you know like that's that's not great so um yeah the cowboys did a good job of limiting the big play for the most part um and you know i think uh, let's kind of we kind of done this naturally but let's start with the defense i mean i think the defense really was the unit that played the most admirably i mean the obviously the turning point in the big play of the game was the uh, Randy Gregory strip sack and the return by Jalen Smith, which, <clears throat> John, I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about your feelings when that happened, but let me just discuss my <laughs> feelings. Uh, as someone who, in, in you are here with me and have been, um, yeah, as someone who has been an advocate for both these players at different times for different reasons and, and had a, a sense of belief in these players for you know, all, since they've been drafted, really, mm-hmm. Um, vindication doesn't quite seem to cover my feelings. <laughs> like I, I felt like such a great sense. Even this is not me. These is not. I don't know these guys. I felt a, such a great sense of pride for those guys when when that play happened because you know such a huge play by uh, at such a huge time when the Cowboys really needed a, a big play by their defense and for it to be those two guys, those two second round picks who for you know very opposite reasons had had a long road coming back uh, it, it it was really something special and 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 to, for for you know for it to be on, both of those guys on the play to, on the same play together was really quite something so talk about that that play your feelings but also i mean talk about those guys play in the game overall because i think those guys were two specifically two of the guys that had some of the best games on the defense yeah i'll go into more of how they played uh, t- in totality, because I really can't add anything to what you said about them on that play. It was just really a really great to see it all come for full circle after what both have had to deal with throughout their yeah. short careers thus far, and all they have had to overcome to be able to make that big of a play and that big of a moment for the game for the team was really, really, really nice to see. But in totality, you know, I really, really was impressed by Randy Gregory. He's um really coming into his own. He's really developed nicely with his pass rush ability and his new, really just his ability to set up his moves during the uh, beginning parts of the season. We were talking about how 
Randy Gregory really wasn't setting up uh, his rushes with speed as much. He was kind of playing power and using that to set up his speed, which is not really his game. And that may have had a lot to do with that knee injury that he got scoped in the middle mm. of the season. Because since then, he's been burning off the edge. He's been using that speed, and that's really opened up his ability to convert his speed to power win with inside moves. His hand timing's developing. It's getting better and better each week. His footwork is becoming more consistent. It's allowing him to play with a better base against the run. It's allowing him to be more balanced as he's running that edge track to get to the quarterback with his speed rushes. It's just development. Every week I see him adding a little, being a little bit better with some facet of his ability to rushing the passer. And I think that's, it's just, this week it was shown the most. He led the team in pressures with five, which is, I think, the first time anybody not named Demarcus Lawrence has led the team in pressures in like, I think it was eight or nine weeks. So, just really impressive job by him. And then Jalen Smith, we've talked about it all season. Him and Leighton Vanderesh, those two together is a dynamic linebacker duo. And Jalen Smith was really at his best in this game. He was fantastic in coverage. We've seen that he's had some – when he struggled, it's been in coverage a little bit this season. But he was on point with his drops, his eyes, his lateral movement was good. Just everything from both those guys all together throughout the game was a – Huge, maybe more than any other two players on that defense was the reason why the Cowboys got the victory. Jalen with two more pass deflections, uh, and then both Jalen and Vanderesh combining for twenty-five tackles. Uh, yeah, I mean, that I think that—that's. That, I, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, some 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 other teams don't have those guys. I don't, I, can't be me. Um, it, yeah, and then I think on the on the secondary level, Byron Jones. I mean, uh, you know, continued to have a game. He, he added a tackle for loss as well as a pass deflection. You know, I think there he gave up a big play to Mike Evans. Uh, the The play after Crawford was carted off the field, and you gotta and think. And if you that, see on that play, you know that's the type of things that Byron Jones has trouble with. You know, the DeAndre Hopkins, the Mike Evans, the really physical receivers who the freaks really, of nature. They are the ones that get away, <laughs> and the ones that also can get away with those big pushes. Yeah. And, yeah, to create that and they do that, and yeah, I mean, you saw it. Like Evans got a full arm extension and against him. And again, I, I root for the Cowboys, so I I also have rooted for Michael Irvin. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I I just think that you know, outside of that, he had you know they tried him I think two or three other times, and and he was he was denied the football. So uh, I think for the most part, the secondary played a, a pretty solid game. Um, you know, considering how many yards were put up against them, you know, I think if you watch the tape, it was they rallied the football, they tackled well. You know, a lot of this, I'm just going to say this one time, uh, a lot of this game felt like it was extended to, how should I say, um, quite beneficial play, uh, uh, refereeing at times that f- felt like they were trying to keep both teams in the game on a, primetime game they were they were trying to keep well it was a primetime game it just felt like the refs kept them in the game at times for some of these ridiculous penalties and so it what it did is allowed Jalen uh, Winston to rack up more and more yards because the, the drives were extended that one drive with the two different times where there were just absolutely ridiculous penalties where defensive delay of game which I've only ever seen called one other time in my career watching football, and it was not for anything like like that. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) wow. 
It's weird, huh? Uh, but but meanwhile, I guess you know the Cowboys always have the fix in, from what I understand yeah. from certain Packers. You know fans, the NFL; so. they want the Cowboys to win. You know they're the yeah. most the most popular team. Why would they want them to lose? It makes no sense. All you have to do is look at the, the, the referee numbers, guys. All you have to do is look at the numbers. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I think for the most part, the secondary played well. I, I The reason I brought up the referees is because I thought Xavier Woods played a very good game um, and, and had some incredible hits, uh, one of which was you know one of the most egregious penalties I've ever seen for helmet-to-helmet, specifically because no helmet contact was made, I guess, is really where I, I disagree with the penalty the most. But I, I, I just think that that is a great example of why it is becoming impossible to play in the NFL is because Xavier Woods did it exactly as how it was supposed to be done, and they still threw the flag. But beyond all that, uh, kudos to Woods because his game, we've talked about it for weeks now, it continues to go in the right direction and, and at, a, at a quickening pace. And he's developed into a, a better, solid starter, better than average free safety. And, and I, you know, I think he's still got a lot of room to go. And I think he's, again, pointed in the correct direction. So uh, anyone in the secondary you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, I think by, we saw Byron Jones have a little bit of struggle more than he had in any other week. It was the first week he gave up. He gave up over a hundred yards receiving in coverage, which is amazing to think about. Through sixteen games, his first season, full full season as a cornerback, took all the way to a week sixteen to give up more than a hundred yards receiving. And this may be the best receiving core he's faced. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like collection of talent, I would say. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of cheap yards when he was playing cover three, and they would hit those little stop routes yeah. where he was bailing to the deep third. And they're going to mm-hmm. attribute that to Byron Jones because he is technically in coverage, but that's not really yeah. his responsibility. That's no. kind of by design what they're going to give up. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, you know, um, Chidobia Woozy, I thought played really well I thought he had one of his better games from a coverage standpoint I thought he was I thought he actually was able to battle Mike Evans really well I thought he was able to play physically which is something that's been a, a theme from him in the second half of the season is his ability to play with more physicality at the catch point and at the top of the routes and I thought he was much better than he had been in the in the earlier the season in that respect but besides that can't really can't really expound on anything else that you said about Xavier Woods. Jordan Lewis had a good tackling game. Mm-hmm. I'll say that too. He did a good job several different times. I noticed making solid tackles, and that's the thing. He's is, a better tackler a, than Xavier Woods. It's crazy. He's smaller than all those guys, mm-hmm. and and he's probably one of the best form tacklers out out there. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Uh, let's talk about the offense really quickly, and then we'll move on to the rest. Uh, you know, there's. It, it was very start and go at times. The, the, I the think a lot of – I think Tyron and Lyle Collins played played really yes. well. Yes. Tyron looks looked a lot more comfortable. Again, I think I think week to week he's feeling better, which is good. So maybe if they can get an opportunity to – Even with the penalties. Yeah. No, I, look, the, the, he's in the crosshairs now for some of that stuff, and it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and, and the holding call – I mean, again, I'm not even going to get into the, this refereeing crew too much, but it was – I mean, this was, again, another week of us showing that the referees are a problem. Yeah. It's a problem in the NFL, so they need to fix this. Uh, but I think the part of the issue with not only the numbers, but I think with – with a lot of this stuff is they did it feels it feels like they didn't get a lot of possessions mm-hmm. you know like they had one taken away not taken away gladly given away yeah. by Jalen Smith uh, t- you know, returning a fumble yeah we, <laughs> but hey I'll take it you know um 
uh, he got the, you know, on the 69 uh, yard, nice uh, fumble return. Uh, he, um, you know, I think that, that, that you lose, you lost possession there. And, and I mean, if you look at this, Prescott only got 25 attempts and, and Dak and Zeke Elliott only got 18 attempts. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, it's not, you know, compare that to Winston's 50 passing attempts. I mean, like I think it's, it's, it shows you that they just, they didn't have a lot of opportunities with the ball. And I think, uh, you know, some people will say, well, some, because of the, they weren't able to convert on third downs. But I, I think, you know, they really had one three and out. They had one little stretch in the middle of the of the game that felt like that's when it felt like it was bad. And then it felt like it got a little bit better as they were allowed to let, run the ball a little bit more with Ezekiel Elliott. So they clearly have to work. They have things they still need to work out, you know, that, that, that haven't been worked out or that need to get cleaned up to be better. But I think the positives there, for me at least, were the offensive line in general played better. I think, you, like you mentioned, the tackle specifically uh, played a better game. Xavier Suofilo was not as much of a disaster as he has been at times, so especially. If he could block in space, the Cowboys might have actually had a couple of touchdowns. I know that that's the thing is that's where we're I feel like the things we're we're missing with him in there is that there's a player to a game where he just needs to make a competent block yeah. and he just and he can't do it. Bit. Yeah, and that that's the only issue. So um, he just I, I think lacks the balance in space. He just you could tell he's not a real comfortable athlete. He's yeah, not really the most balanced player. He doesn't play. He doesn't. Just in space, he just looks all over the place. He's kind of like chopping his feet. His weight is like going side to side so hard. And he oftentimes ends up on his butt because he lunges at blocks and misses and gets twirled to the ground. It's it's not fun to see. Yeah. And uh, on the other side of it, 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 another positive there is that it felt like even though the red zone wasn't perfect, it, it was better. Yes. And I mean, a lot of it was against a, not a great defense. I granted, but at the same time, we would definitely be, you know, stinging this offense for not scoring if they didn't against the worst defense. Mm-hmm. And so, the fact that they showed improvement there m- means that you know, yeah, that Michael, maybe they aren't terrible. Maybe that, they need to f- just figure things out a little bit better. Yeah, that play call for uh, Michael Gallup. For the Michael Gallup touchdown was actually designed pretty well. They went yeah in the, on the uh, drive before the Cowboys when they moved Zeke out into the slot when they motioned him into the slot they ran mirrored uh, slant flat concepts with the inside receivers mm-hmm. running to the flats and the outside receivers running slants behind that kind of natural pick created. It's supposed to be a it's a really good concept against man coverage to create a separation, but very common, yes, very common. Yes, and then. The next drive, when they got into the red zone, I think they're on the four yard line. Um, instead of they motioned Zeke into the into the slot, but instead of running mirror slant flats, they ran slant uh, not slant fades, uh, flat fades with the inside flat fades to the, play, <laughs> to, the fa- to the flats, Blech. and then yeah, the outside tough. receivers running fade routes. And Michael Gallup did a really good job with his uh, with his release and his stem, really selling that he could run a. a run a slant pattern, but then breaking it off and going to the corner of the end zone on the fade and creating that separation. That's why Brent Grimes was caught so flat. Yeah. I think you mentioned that to me after the game. Yeah, people were talking about how like they thought that Grimes kind of quit on that play, but I, I don't think that's what it was. I think, as you pointed out, he was anticipating another slant fl- flat that they had like they had been running all game, and when he faded off the back of it, when, when Grimes turned around to look for the ball, he lost track of Gallup because Gallup wasn't run, didn't end up running the slant. He ran at the slug. It was like a, more like a sluggo, yeah, kind of, like a slug like a fade. Really, really uh, 
condensed slug. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like a slug fade. Yeah. Not even <laughs> a go, because he's not running a go. He just kind of like runs a. He runs inside and then back like backed up almost it was it was weird anyways but it was great great call like great great concept like you you mentioned and i think again it's not coincidental that we see an uptick in the red zone uh performance at the same time that we see an uptick in offensive line performance and i think that's that's very much a part of those those things have been go- going hand in hand and as the offensive line has gone i think the red zone efficiency has gone so um, anything else about this game? I mean, we're kind of moving through quickly, but we, it, it was so, it was so, there's so much, it's like, it's tough to kind of even cover and get every little detail about what happened because there were just so many individual things that seemed to happen throughout the game. It really was quite a unique game, right? Like the, I think, you know the things that stick out. Gregory's performance, I thought. You know, uh, again, he got another BS call penalty called on him at one point. But I think overall, he was he was getting there. And his perform, he's another guy whose arrows pointed up. Um, anybody else that we want to mention? I think we should I mention, Be- mention Beasley. Beasley well. I haven't seen many people talk about. Is I thought Karan Reed played really well. Yeah, you know that's funny because Marcus and I just talked about that on the Locked On show. Is that we're the my level of confidence in general with that bottom of the roster defensive tackle rotation has been great. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we've lost David Irving and. I mean, have still played at an incredible level. I mean, it'd be great to get Irving back at some point, but maybe that doesn't happen. And if it doesn't happen, I feel confident at least that there isn't a huge letdown when guys like Collins and Crawford are off the field, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Um, and Woods. I mean, Woods is a starter. You know, yeah, like that's the thing. Woods has become such a revelation that it's, it's unbelievable. It was so. really good to see Antoine Woods bounce back from kind of a, a game where he struggled against Indianapolis. Yeah. I thought he really came to play well against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Well, it's not probably not coincidental that you know who who he was playing. I mean, he played an incredible group in Indianapolis, and and this group was you know not, not incredible. Incredible. <laughs> But still, Ali Marpet has been really no Ali, he, but he just des- he destroyed Marpet. Yeah, he destroyed him. That was awesome. That was really cool to see. Um, okay, let's so let's move on to you know the Giants game, and really, obviously, the Giants game doesn't matter for much. We can't really improve or you know. I guess make worse our situation. We are locked in on the fourth seed. So at this point, uh, I guess really the only thing we should discuss real quickly is who do you think uh, strategy, you know, and real quick, my whole thought process is you go into the whole week playing normal, you practice normal. Um, yeah, everyone practices like that. And then you, you have them all kind of go through pregame warmups as much as they can without being active. And then after all that, you make an active a couple key guys. I would say maybe Martin and Lawrence. I, I you know, and then Anthony the Brown rest, probably too. Yeah, I mean Brown because I think Brown. I think Brown. You can actually naturally keep out. Mm-hmm. You know, he was out last week. You could just not practice him, yeah. frankly, if you didn't give want him to. That extra week to and just give him that extra week to because with with a back, you know, it's like just, just don't do it. Um, and Lewis needs it'd be it's good for both Jordan Lewis mm-hmm. and for Anthony exactly. Brown. To and be it, honest, just so. like how the Zach Martin being out is. Helpful for Connor Williams. Let him get more experience since the Cowboys. Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, don't want him to start over. You know, I was going to talk to you about that. Do you think there's something there with – I mean, do you think Colombo just doesn't prefer Connor Williams? I I think maybe because Colombo's kind of like an old-school guy. He might be less inclined to play a rookie. Yeah, maybe that's it. Well, okay, anyway, so I think – 
yeah, Martin to me, Martin and Lawrence are, are the guys who I would see as potential inactive players. Um, and then I think there's another class of people beyond that, like Tyron Smith, probably yeah. Zeke. Uh, Especially, maybe yeah, by maybe those. maybe yeah. Byron Jones if you have because they just signed CJ Goodwin you know so maybe they like maybe they have enough maybe they have enough corners now that they could take Byron out at some point I think there's a class of, of players outside of Lawrence and Martin who potentially might get pulled like after a quarter or after, like you know it might be a preseason game situation where they see how the game plays out they play to win. But they, you know, they they see how the game plays out, uh, and then at some point selectively pull. I think some you're going to be seeing a lot of Taco and a lot of Karuan yeah. Reed, a lot of the a lot Armstrong. Of, maybe, of, maybe some Kayvon Frazier will be on yeah. action. I think Damian Wilson's going to get a lot of run. Probably, yeah. I mean, oh, and you know, uh, we haven't seen very much of him, but he's healthy. Joe Thomas, uh, Joe Thomas you know, and I, I think Joe Thomas is a very good solution for you know if you don't want to. You know, that's People the thing. Forget, it's Sean Lee. <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing is that we have tons of linebackers, and really, we don't have to like those are the guys we don't really need to sub in because those guys are you know healthy. But at the same time, you cannot risk getting losing those guys. So, um, yeah, I think so. That's that's the kind of situation that we're we're talking you know we're talking about is you know, go through the week normally. See how it plays out. You know, just do it. Do it normally. Don't disrupt the the the, the rhythm of the of, of the schedule. Yeah. And then make those decisions game day like they're injury, like they're real injuries, and then just play a normal game. And if you lose, you know, understand that they're probably playing for a little bit more because they would just rather beat the Cowboys, and we're just trying to stay healthy. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think that's likely how that ends up. What do you? Is that your thoughts yeah. too? Essentially, yeah. yeah I think. Anybody who's dealing with anything, they need to play minimal snaps. I don't want to see Tyron Smith out there that often. Yeah. And then as soon as Tyron Smith comes out, I don't want to see Dak Prescott in there anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> but, but like a, but, but but like maybe a quarter. Yeah. You know, but like maybe two quarters. You know? And 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 I'm actually okay with maybe a drive or two of Cameron Fleming if it looks okay. Yeah. Maybe with protection. But yeah, I, I don't want Dak out there with uh, Luckily, the, the second New York team Giants offense. front seven isn't exactly yeah. that scary. <laughs> Especially I mean, since like, they traded away snacks, which was yeah. Weird. I mean, th- th- I like some of their young guys, but they're still really young. And and you know, Olivia Vernon is not enough to build not, a defensive line like around. He was in it's it's not like Kareem Martin is coming screaming around <laughs> yeah. the edge, you know. So yeah, so I think uh, Collins should bury him pretty good. So. um yeah, I, 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 that's how I feel like they're going to play that. And just really, everyone just make tackles on Saquon Barkley because Odell Beckham may not even play this week. So you know, just make your tackles on Saquon Barkley. Don't and we get should put be on a highlight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Um, playoff matchups. Really, it's come down to two teams. It is down to two teams. Mm-hmm. It's Seattle and Minnesota. And frankly, it, it really looks like it's Seattle because I, I think what the deal is that Seattle's got to lose and Minnesota's got to win, yeah. right? Yeah, so um, I think Seattle has a good chance this weekend. And, yeah. uh, and Against the Cardinals, think, you think they get that down? Yeah, I think they can knock that down. Yeah, <laughs> I think they can do that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's likely. To, I mean, but, you know, who knows? I mean, it's it's a, it's a we say that, but it's a division game, yeah. and God only knows what happens. Maybe Chandler season. Jones spazzes. Yeah, and, and plays quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. Rosen's going to be great. He's going to be great. I have no doubts, but he's not yet. Um <laughs> So I, I think Seattle, Minnesota, I was talking a little bit about this with Marcus, but to me, I 
I don't fear either of these two teams. Mm-hmm. Like as far as because you know you go in, you're playing a playoff game. Yeah. You, you don't get to play. Uh, I was gonna say the Browns, but not anymore. Uh, you don't get to play I don't know, whoever a really terrible team is. The current Redskins, I would say. You know, like I mean, it's like you you, you don't get that option. You, you're playing a tough team. It's a playoff game. So, so as far as those kind of matchups go, I I really don't. I'm not terrified about having to play either Seattle or Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I think I, I would I, rather play Minnesota just because they have the worst quarterback. And when games are closer, I'd always want to play against the the lesser of the of the quarterbacks. And I think Kirk Cousins is really not even close to the type of player Russell Wilson is. But that's the Vikings true. also have a lot more weapons surrounding their quarterbacks. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. All of those guys are playmakers and really tough matchups for anybody they're pitted against. So both teams present their own fair share of problems and the Cowboys have their own strengths, have their own advantages against each team. So I'm not I'm not too worried, like you said, about either one of them. It's a playoff game. You know it's going to be a good team coming in. What At home, expect? too. That's that's the other thing, especially against those two teams specifically. Mm-hmm. Playing those two teams at home is preferable, yep. you know, like to not yeah, playing Seattle or Minnesota. Yes. Those are tough places to play. And so, yeah, I feel confident. I personally would go – I would prefer Seattle mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like it's a team that Cowboys are ultimately very familiar with um, and have played recently. Obviously, our coach has – coming Christmas charge coming over from there. I mean, that doesn't give them insight to their defense. Well, though it may give some, but not much. I think it, it does give insight to kind of Russell Wilson a little bit because he faced him every single day. So uh, in practice, I, I, there's some help there as far as tendencies, as far as, you know, what he would do. Um, I just think that some familiarity there, and I, I actually like the matchups there a little bit better too. I think, you know, the especially our defensive line versus their offensive line, even with Russell Wilson, um, I think you can find ways to contain and, and corral and then hope that you got enough in the back end to keep Doug Baldwin from doing some show-stopping stuff. So it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think you've also got two linebackers who can match up against Russell Wilson, and if they wanted to spy one of them or, you know, do a green dog. Jalen green dog against Russell Wilson feels like that could be successful. Um, so... Uh, yeah, but it's, I think those two teams present interesting matchups. Uh, no matter what, I think you're going to get a fantastic football game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be too. good playoff football against the, the. I think these games will be solid games, and hopefully, we'll be up for the task. And hopefully, this team can make its way to the next round. Which God only knows who you're going to. I mean, as far as I, mean, I think you'll probably play New Orleans, which is just in New Orleans and. That's a worry for another time, guys. Uh, anything else, John, before we get out of here? No, sir. Uh, hopefully we're going to be back on a, a normal-ish schedule next week, even though, again, I'm probably doing some traveling. So we'll we'll do what we can to try to get you two podcasts and maybe a reaction pod at some point. Uh, we'll definitely try to do that for a uh, playoff game. We'll have all kinds of inf- uh, data, you know, podcast stuff for uh, uh, the playoff game. We'll, we'll may, may even do an extra show. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but it's going to be a fantastic week of football that week. So go Cowboys. Hopefully no one gets hurt this weekend. Uh, you guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at McCoolBCB. John is at John Owning. Um, and follow the mutual podcast account at Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end. Special thanks, as always, to Mike Fisher. Uh, make sure you follow him at Fish Sports and catch us all on Cowboys 247. That's Cowboys 247, 247sports.com forward slash NFL. 
forward slash Dallas dash Cowboys. And you can hear us on the Cowboy Sports Radio app on your iOS, iPhone, or Google Play Android. Please rate and review us on the podcast app and on iTunes. Five stars only. Uh, John is still filled with Christmas cheer, but you will be filled with Christmas fear if you do not give us five stars. He will come to your house and hurt you. Uh, And until next time, guys, happy trails.